What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Back with Sean Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thing on, it's the captain, it's the ticket, 93.7. Hey! Yes. This is a dedication to DP. Every time I come in here, he's being funkified. Not every time, sometimes. But, yes. I thought we'd come in with so funkified. Uh, this next guest I'm going to have, we're trying to cue him up right now. Um... On the captain, on the ticket, 93.7. Let's see if we got him on. Do we got him on or no? Nope, nope. Rico's, Rico's talking. Rico's, Rico's busy. You can hear us, man. Yeah, we need you to call the guest. We guests. need you to call the guest, man. See, that's... Come on, man. Anyway. Rico! Let's see if we can't give out a TyroneBird.com question of the day. Who? TyroneBird.com. That's Bird with a Y. Not an I, Nick. Told you that the last time, right? You're right. I was not 100% last time I saw you, though. Listen, let me ask this question. How many players in the history of Nebraska football from 1970? Uh, I better go back a little further than that. From 1965 and beyond, how many of those guys played both ways? At the University of Nebraska. That means you played on offense. You played on defense. And if you want to throw in special teams, that means they played always. Hit us up on the Tyler Heyman text line, 464-5685, while we patiently wait on Rico to call our, our, our supernatural guest that we got coming. Um, hit us up on the Tyler Heyman text line. Let me know if you know the answer to that question. I'm not giving anything away. I just want to see who's out there paying attention. The question is, in since – in Nebraska football since 1965 till this present day and age, how many players played both ways and who were they? Okay, and who were they? How many players played both ways? Who were they? Nick, you got a guess? So, no, if I mean, I, I do not have a guess. Um, if we're listing how many or who are they, you have to imagine it's a relatively small number. Yeah. Three? I, listen, I don't know the answer to it. I think two. Oh, why, why are you asking questions that because you don't I think, know the I, answer? Well, I do if you go back. It depends on how far. I went back to 65. Mm. If I go back to 71, that list shrinks, shrinks like, yeah. to one hand for sure. So, you know, I'm just saying I somebody looked that up. Let's see what we uh, – I'm not sure on. how you looked that up. <laughs> Because you can't do four, like two way. Four nine five one says I'm not that old. <laughs> Amen, brother. Whatever, Nick. Your fingers, your fingers ain't that old either. All you got to do is type it I don't, in. I don't know how you how you type that in. You um, put two way player at the University th- of Nebraska. There's, there's no way. I bet that you they... can find it. Two way oh, player. Oh, here we go. Who are the two way players at the University of Nebraska? 
two-way players at Nebraska. Yeah, see if it- First one that comes up, Husker Baseball's Spencer Schwellenbach. <laughs> what? See, I told you, man, it's not as easy just to Google two-way right, players in Nebraska let's football. Let's just say in the last 20 years, then. Since I'm in that last 20 years, let's go last 30 years. In the last 30 years, how many players has have played in a game both ways? In the last 30 years? I do not know. Mm. I think we're getting ready to talk to him. Do you know? I, I, I think we're you, getting ready to talk to him. Okay. Right now. If we get if if when when yeah. in, in a Rico, few minutes Rico had to call him back in yeah, two minutes here. Yeah. In a few minutes we're gonna bring in we're gonna bring in Tyrone Hughes. Let's let's play the highlight. Play the highlight. Late in the second quarter, not as driving again. Ricky Waters, he's stripped by Sam Mills, and here's that always dangerous Tyrone Hughes. Picks it up and runs. Watch him fake out Steve Young. See you later. Then cut past. Nate Singleton, an 86-yard touchdown return, the longest in Saints history. 17-14 San Francisco, 2014 at the break. We've got ourselves a football game. One more time. Late in the second quarter, Niners driving again. Ricky Waters, he's stripped by Sam Mills. And here's that always dangerous Tyrone Hughes. Picks it up and runs. Watch him fake out Steve Young. See you later. Then cut past Nate Singleton, an 86-yard touchdown return, the longest in Saints history, 17-14 San Francisco, 2014 at the break. We've got ourselves a football game. We talked about a return specialist, and that was Tyrone Hughes basically playing defensive back at New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. Ricky Waters, playoff game, picking it up, taking it back. Um, We we talk about uh, what does Nebraska have to do in order to put themselves in position to be successful, it is these types of plays. We got to have guys picking up balls and taking them back and scoring. The black shirts of today have to be a scoring defense first because when they score, you imagine if they got one score per game. Imagine what that would have well, done to, yeah. to – imagine what that would have done to our record this year. Just one score, okay? And I think that when you get turnovers, it's worth the score. It's worth. I was gonna say not. It, you know. I think I think the defense can help or improve dramatically if they just force turnovers. I, I think that's a win because that's doing their job. That is a win, but and and a, and a couple of those will bounce your way where you'll score and find the end zone. I think. But do you know how? Do you know how hard it is, first of all, to get a turnover, which we've seen is yes. very hard, right? Yeah. But not only get the turnover, but then scoop and score. That that that's what I'm saying is, without being you know uh, having unreal expectations and saying, all right, let's have a touchdown a game from the defense specifically. Um, I think we need to start to just force turnovers consistently. Force one or two turnovers, or whether that's a turnover on downs, whether that's um, not allowing a third and fourteen completion for sixteen yards. Like I, I think those, that's where we need to start, um, because uh, last year and, and previous years, we Nebraska has not done that. And so if you can if you can force a punt on third and fourteen, or after a third and fourteen incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. And and the opponents on the, their own twenty five yard line, then you're helping out your offense because of field position. Mm. But if you're allowing them to punt from the fifty or the forty, their own forty eight, then that that 
shifts field position dramatically. Right, and, and but that's what I'm saying. When you got when you have that scoop and score, when you're able to go scoop a ball, score from um, from a defensive perspective, it changes the complexity. Let's cue that again. It changes the complexity of the game. And when you do it in the punt return or the kickoff return game, does the exact same thing. Let's play it. Late in the second quarter, Niners driving again. Ricky Waters, he's stripped by Sam Mills. And here's that always dangerous Tyrone Hughes. Picks it up and runs. Watch him fake out Steve Young. See you later. Then cut past Nate Singleton. An 86-yard touchdown return. The longest in Saints history. 17-14 San Francisco. 20-14 at the break. We've got ourselves a football game. T. Hughes. <laughs> you remember Where did that y'all play? Find that at? Wow, <laughs> man! What you mean, y'all? Your little brother be digging. I told you, I'm a digger, man. You remember that? You remember that play? I, I, I definitely remember it like it was yesterday. Damn. I just never heard it broadcast like that. I've heard several other broadcasts. Because uh, it was actually a Monday night football game. Mm. Uh, so, I, you know, I heard that one, but I've never heard that. That sounded like that was Chris Myers on ESPN. Yeah, let's see who that is. Let's play it one more time. Let's play it one more time. Texas, if you know Late who this is. the second is. quarter. Niners driving again. Ricky Waters, he's stripped by Sam Mills. And here's that always dangerous Tyrone Hughes. Picks it up and runs. Watch him fake out Steve Young. See you later. Then cut past Nate Singleton, an 86-yard touchdown return, the longest in Saints history. 17-14 San Francisco, 20-14 at the break. We've got ourselves a football game. Oh yeah, that that I think I think I lifted that off. No, that's not. I know who that was. I can't remember his name, but he's he's still on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I got that off ESPN. That was that was a highlight off ESPN. I was trolling. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I know who I, I remember who that was now. Listening to his voice. But nah, man, it was. Uh, thanks for having me on. Real pleasure. Come on, man. It's a pleasure for to, to be graced with your presence. You were you was you was leaving when I was coming, and <laughs> and, and and but I but you know and I, and I wish I could see. I, I guess I did see because Corey Dixon, he kind of carried that punt return legacy on after you did. Um, yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> it was like little brother. <laughs> yeah. So was that something? As far as being a punt return, by the way, we're talking to Tyron Hughes, a Hall of Famer for the New Orleans Saints, and and definitely soon to be Hall of Famer. Are you a Hall of Famer at Nebraska yet? No, I'm not. I don't know if I. Uh, I'm hoping I will be one day. I don't know how you couldn't be because I mean, <laughs> you talking. I, I you I, again. I and I tell Reggie Cooper this. I told Mickey this. I told a lot of the guys that I talked to. Keith McCant is. I was young growing up in Omaha when you guys, you know, by the time you got there, now I'm like 17, 18 years old. I want to go to Nebraska. But before when you first got there, I'm, you know, those are all real pivotal times in a young man's life, you know, and he's very impressionable. And you guys made such an impression on me from a young age. I say you guys even going back. But – by the time it got to, by the time we got to Tyrone Hughes, oh my gosh, I was a Husker. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So thank you, sir. Thank you for, for inspiring a young man. Oh, I, I, I definitely take pleasure in that. You know, that's something that we all need to strive to do, uh, even though we may not intend it. Hmm. So t- tell me about, Tyrone, how did you, who recruited you? How did you make it to the University of Nebraska? Oh, my God. I tell people this all the time. I said if it was, if it was Tom Osborne or Ron Brown, I wouldn't have been at Nebraska. But they had a recruiter, and I don't know what's his status today. I talked to him about a month or so ago. He said he was still, he, he's at least still alive, <laughs> um, named Jack Pierce. Mm. And Jack was uh, – Jack looked like Don Johnson off of Miami Vice. He would come <laughs> into the house, and this was the thing that got with Jack. Jack knew how to go into a black family's home and sell Nebraska on that family, not just to the, not just to the kids but to the family, you know, who was going to also be helping that child make that decision. Mm. And so uh, he was the one who basically sold Nebraska on me. You know, it, it wasn't Coach Osborne. I do my mom them came. You know, he came to the house, you know, real religious guy and, you know, soft-spoken and everything, to love, talked to my mom. My mom loved him. You know, Coach Brown came, and I tell every, t- every time we talk about this, Coach Brown came to my house one time. And uh, I was actually going to a baseball game, but I sat down with him, talked with him, and what have you, and his flight wasn't leaving till later. So he ended up sitting down at the house um, eating some red beans. Uh, eating, uh, I think it was red beans and rice, but eating at my mom's house. Ended up falling asleep on the sofa, and I don't know if he either missed his flight or almost missed his flight, but uh, he enjoyed it. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I couldn't imagine Coach Brown out there down in, in the ninth ward. You, 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 he wasn't he wasn't shaking in his boots. <laughs> no, I, he, he didn't have a problem. You know what I mean? He, he, could, he could fit in. You uh, know that was that was a problem. But Jack Jack would walk into the projects and everybody gonna love him. You know, and right. that's the type of recruiter he was. You know, he he was able to come get a lot of those guys at Nebraska, and uh, you know, of course, it helped at the time they were winning. You know, always competing for a Big Eight championship and possibly a national championship. So that made it that makes a big difference in. Uh, you know, when you're talking about not only myself being the uh, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year in Louisiana, but also uh, Mickey Joseph and Reggie Cooper, who were the year before me, was the Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year. So you got three, three of the top guys two years in a row leaving out of the state to come play at Nebraska. Mm. You know, and a lot of that had to do with Jack Pierce. Wow. I didn't think about that. Reggie Cooper, Mickey Joseph. They were 87, and I was 88. Wow. The top. Offensive offensive and defensive players of the year, and I was the uh, offensive player of the year in 88. Now, that that in itself, when you're talking about predominantly black Louisiana down in that area, and being able to come and get the top players was just not only a testament to – uh, Jack Pierce and and but but like you said, Nebraska football in general on how it was viewed back then. Exactly, you know, back then the Big Eight, you know, was all, was basically like the SEC is now. Mm, right, right, right. Do you think getting? Do you think when we went from because I was there during this transition, 
But do you think going from the Big 8 to the Big 12, was that a good move, lateral move, or a bad move? Well, I don't know because, I mean, when you look at – even looking at the Big 12 now, they're, they're about to disband, seems like, or they got teams, schools leaving. So, I mean, I don't I didn't see where it was a benefit to the school. And then Nebraska left there and goes to the Big Ten. So, I mean, and I don't, I don't understand why the schools move. Is it more of a money-generating thing? Or, you know, are you going to get more money from those conferences by being in that conference? Or are you saying you're going to get uh, more of an opportunity to go to a bowl game? Because just go to – I mean, you going to a bowl game is important financially for that university. But I think having that, and I, I think going to, uh, you know, Oklahoma leaving, going to the SEC now is, you know, hey, are you wanting more exposure? You want more opportunity at a national championship or what? Because that is right now the dominant conference. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I, think, I think it hurt recruiting. When you talk about all the guys that we got from Dallas, from, from Texas, not just Dallas, Texas, Louisiana. <laughs> had guys my year we had guys from california texas florida new york i mean the major the major supposedly football states was at nebraska back then yeah but does that does that does that hurt recruiting now that we're in the big 10 all of our games is north or east and now you know do, do, do parents now say well you guys don't even play down this way. You know, how well, do we – But that wasn't an issue for me, at least, mm-hmm. you know, going to Nebraska because, I mean, the, 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 the state or the city – the state hasn't moved. It's just that we moved to a different conference. The point is we're not winning. Mm. I don't care what conference you're in. If you're winning, kids are going to come. Mm. If you're not winning, then it's going to be hard to get them. I mean, even when you look at the SEC, everybody knows the SEC is dominant – but, I mean, if you're looking at four- and five-star kids on a consistent basis across the board, I'm, t- I'm telling shit. Nick Saban don't even have – they could save a whole hell of a lot of money by cutting out their recruiting budget as far as traveling. Mm-hmm. Cut out the traveling but Just look. Just send us your film, and we'll look at it. They don't even have to go recruit these kids anymore because everybody wants to come. Why? Because they're winning. Everybody knows that Alabama is the standard for not only a national championship – but getting drafted into the NFL. Mm, absolutely. So in order to change that, even at the, you know, you got Oklahoma, Ohio State, they had a couple runs or what have you. But now that they're declining, same thing with Clemson. Now that they're declining, you're not going to see those guys, those same four and five stars continuing to go there. Now the next one is going to be Georgia. Mm. You know, so, they're going to start having that uptick. Of, they've been getting them, but they may start to have a little bit more. But Saban in Alabama isn't going anywhere. It's for all the other schools and the other conferences that basically have to improve or develop their kids. And that's one of the biggest problems that they have in college football is that a lot of these coaches hire coaches to be great recruiters. Go get the kids. But there's very few coaches on on a college level that can develop the kids to prepare them for the NFL. Mm. So, so we're going to take a quick break, Ty. But when we get back, let's touch a little bit more on that. How important, why is it important to develop the kids? How do you do that? And then what do Nebraska need to do to get back? More with Tyrone Hughes, the captain, the ticket, 93.7.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.